0: In style. Welcome to the evolution.
1: Turns out there is a chance that trying to violently overthrow our democracy might be illegal. To paraphrase an idiot and his bloodthirsty mob,
2: lock him up. Lock up, lock up, lock up.
1: I'm back, bitches. What if you knew Fox News? Was just lying to you. How could you watch when you know?
2: He voted Variety Entertainer of the Year in the Excellence in the Arts Awards and is one of the highest arbitrage, now Nielsen-rated, talk radio hosts in Las Vegas. He is also a refreshing voice of logic and reason. Live from the entertainment capital of the world, Doug Basham. Raise a little howl, raise a little
1: hell. I know words, I have the best
2: words. I love the poorly educated. Right under the toilet.
3: And good morning, my fellow wokes and Republican jokes. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Doug Basham, and welcome to the Doug Basham Show right here on KSHB in Las Vegas and on social media and to a genuine demonstration of excellence in broadcasting. The website is DougBasham.com, last name spelled B as in belligerent a s h a m as in malfeasance mega dougbasham dot com my email doug at dougbasham dot com now my website will give you links to everything associated with this show in particular, links to all my social media sites Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok on four of which we both broadcast the show live and archive the show. Two things I'd like you to do. On my website, first click on the YouTube link. Once there, click on the link that says live, whereupon you can either watch the show live or view the archive shows. But most importantly, do us a favor and click on the subscribe link. Also on my website, click on the TikTok page, do us another favor and click on the follow link. Building up our subscriber list is the only way we'll be able to broadcast the show live on TikTok. So if you wouldn't mind, I would be grateful. So just do it. Do 2217283 is our call-in number here at the station folks if you want to talk on the radio. Later, in our second half hour, that's 702-221-SAVE, as in, save our democracy, which is our ultimate goal in each and every show we do, lock him up. I told you yesterday I received both a request and a question after Monday's show. The request was to address the shooting in Florida. The question was why I was gushing over Nikki Haley. And while I didn't address the Florida shootings specifically yesterday, I did address the overall issue of mass shootings in this country. And then while I was driving home yesterday, I was listening to Brian's show, and one listener, Patrick, called in. And with all due respect, he said some pretty stupid things.
1: I don't know what gun violence is. This is my solution. If you, if you want to hear my solution, Brian, I think we should round up all the violent guns and put them on trial
3: and hold them accountable and put them away for life. All the violent guns, let's prosecute them. Put them away. Patrick then went on to make this case. Okay, so let's get back to the stats, so we can agree on some
0: of this. There's been years, 2018, more people died from knives than rifles.
3: Patrick just said that according to FBI's stats, more people died from knives than from rifles. And I could tell by Brian's response, and I had the exact same response, we both thought Patrick was referring to guns in general, not just rifles. Why? Because that's something stupid enough a gun nut would say. Well, I met a dear friend for lunch yesterday and thus didn't hear the rest of the call, but because I could not believe someone could actually make that statement and keep a straight face, namely that more people die from knives than guns, when I got home after my lunch, the show was over, and I was able to re-listen to that call, and that's when I realized that Patrick had indeed said rifles and not guns. So, I did some more checking, which led me to a giant caveat I'll get to in a moment. And right now, I'm going to quote from a popular right-wing propaganda hate media site, The Daily Caller. That's the propaganda and disinformation site that Mother Tucker Carlson co-founded back in 2010. He said to be a conservative alternative to the then-called Huffington Post, now HuffPo. And this is how the headline read. Quote, FBI stats show knives kill far more people than rifles in America. Again, rifles, not guns, which was what Patrick said. I heard guns. Patrick said rifles. My bad. And then you read the actual story. And by the way, this story is from two and a half years ago, March 2021. Here's what it says. Quote, recent shootings in Atlanta, Georgia and Boulder, Colorado are driving a renewed push to ban assault-style rifles like the AR-15, but according to FBI data, far more murders are committed with handguns, knives, or even hands and feet, end quote. So you can see the entire purpose of this article was to defend AR-15s. But then the article says this, quote, The FBI's most recent data from 2019 shows that while firearms account for the vast majority of homicides overall, 10,258, and remember that number, 10,258, the number of homicides committed using a rifle, 364, is much smaller. Again, they're defending AR-15s. The article continues, quote, Handguns were listed as the primary weapon in 6,368 cases, and shotguns accounted for another 200. There were 45 cases that named other guns as the weapon, and 3,281 cases in which the type of firearm was not specified, end quote. And then came Patrick's payoff, quote, In addition, 600 people were killed in 2019 with what the FBI refers to as personal weapons, meaning hands, fists, or feet. Knives or other cutting tools accounted for another 1,476 homicides, about three times the number killed by rifles. Again, they're comparing knives and other cutting instruments to just rifles, not guns overall. So let's compare the overall numbers here. Knives or other cutting tools accounted for 1,476 deaths. Firearms, 10,258. And while they say just 364 shooting deaths were committed by rifles, they also say that in over 3,281 cases, the type of firearm was not disclosed. So if a little over a thousand of those were committed by rifles, knives and rifles would be tied. As well, this story is two and a half years old. I suspect the rifle numbers have likely increased. But make no mistake, my entire dissertation yesterday was not relegated to just AR-15s, although I would prefer they all be banned. My whole viewpoint is that there are too many guns in this country, and that too many people are dying from gun violence. I don't care if someone dies from a handgun or an AR-15 or any other type of gun. These stats just reaffirm my contention that there are too many damn guns in this ama- in this country. Period. And by the way, am I saying that right, Sean Spicer? Period. Thank you. But all that said, who? cares. It has become deadly clear that the weapon of choice for mass gun violence has become the AR-15. Do you think Adam Lanza would have killed 20 children aged six and seven, along with seven adults, if he had gone to the Sandy Hook School with a knife? And what do you think the death toll would have been here in Las Vegas if Stephen Paddock had thrown knives from his busted-out window at Mandalay Bay? Probably not 58, right? And certainly not over 500 injured. And here's the whole point of this article. To compare gun deaths to rifle deaths. While firearms were responsible for 10,258 deaths, only 364 of those deaths were were from rifles. Well, allow me to make another comparison. Since 1996, Canada, Great Britain, and Australia combined had a grand total of 10 mass shootings with 52 dead. 52 dead in 27 years. Conversely, in just one year, America had 364 gun deaths just from rifles. And that's before you even factor in handguns. So that's two comparisons. But here's the difference. One was defending guns. I was defending life. Now, wait a minute. Does that mean the liberal is pro-life? But here's the point. If you want to defend AR-15s, you compare the deaths caused by them to the larger number of deaths caused by firearms. If you truly want this disgusting gun carnage in this country to stop and you want to save lives, which I do, you compare the AR-15 deaths to deaths in other countries who have implemented common-sense gun control laws. So in closing, dear Patrick, when you look at the overall bigger picture of our deranged gun culture in this country and how many people die from gun, gun violence, what you and your right-wing propaganda hate media offer in defense of the AR-15 means less than nothing to those of us who do see the larger picture and realize the problem is too many damn guns in this country, whether they be handguns, rifles, or any other kind of gun. A couple other things I didn't get to yesterday, and what I thought was my comprehensive gun dissertation, As I mentioned to a caller yesterday, it has become impossible to have an honest discussion with pro-gun people because of all the years, no, decades of brainwashing from the right-wing propaganda hate media that liberals want to take all their guns. And if we say, no, we don't, we just want some common-sense gun laws like all other westernized civilized nations have done they immediately come back with, yeah, but that's just a start. Sooner or later, they'll come for all the guns. And there, the conversation ends. And this is the result of what I continue to contend to this day is the biggest clear and pre- present danger and threat this country faces, namely the conservative, corporate control, right-wing, propaganda, hate-media, industrial complex— They poison the conversation to the extent it becomes impossible to have any any kind of conversation regarding common-sense gun laws, which, again, the majority of Americans support. And the NRA is just as bad as you will now hear with some of the hideous spokespeople they employ. And this will show you just how nasty and vile some members of this gun cabal can be and how they contribute mightily to the impasse on gun law discussions. One of those members, right-wing hate radio host Dana Lash, who became a spokesperson for the NRA, she was speaking at CPAC, which bills itself as the premier conservative event of the year. Just don't get too close to Matt Schlapp. And as you listen to this ugly, repugnant woman drool the heinous garbage she does, Try and guess why, as usual, this is nothing but first-class major league projection.
0: Now I'm going to say something that some people are going to say is controversial. So I'll say it really slowly so all the people on the platform in the back can hear me loud and clear. Many in legacy media love mass shootings. You guys love it. Now, I'm not saying that you love the tragedy, but I am saying that you love the ratings. Crying white mothers are ratings gold to you and many in the legacy media in the back.
3: Dana Lash, you are one grotesque, repulsive, harpy fishwife. And here's the projection. If anyone loves mass school shootings, it's the NRA. Why? Because when Trump was in office, gun sales actually dropped. After all, the scary black Kenyan was no longer threatening to take away everybody's guns, arrest them for having them, and lock them up in old Walmart stores that had been converted to FEMA camps. But sales would increase after a mass shooting when the discussion turned to gun control. And it's even better when a Democrat is in the White House. And again, that's all the NRA cares about. You know why they favor arming teachers? To sell more guns. Which is the same reason that if anybody loves mass shootings, it's the NRA. And just to drive that point home, the NRA itself reiterated what this hideous trumpet Dana Lash said on NRA TV. And yes, it too was nothing more than pure projection.
0: No one on this planet benefits more from mass shootings and motivates more people to become mass shooters than our mainstream media. Sure, they love to get up in front of the camera and sell the lie that the mass shootings are all the NRA's fault and falsely claim that the NRA is a soulless organization selling guns to killers for profit. But all my years of watching these events play out have led me to one conclusion. The mainstream media love mass shootings. I'm going to say it again. The mainstream media love mass shootings.
3: And did you notice? After he rhymed off that liberals think all mass shootings are the fault of the NRA and that they're a soulless organization selling guns to killers for profit, he offered no denial of those charges. He just went on to repeat that it's the mainstream media that loves mass shootings. So let's play devil's advocate for a sec. Let's say that what these two charlatans just said is true. So what? How would the media loving mass shootings detract from the fact there's too many damn guns in this country and too many deaths from guns? And these gun nuts hate the mainstream media. They should want there to be no mass shootings, which would deprive the media of something they claim they love. And in turn, because the media wouldn't have these mass shootings on which to report, they'd lose ratings. Again, this baseless, abhorrent accusation is nothing but a distraction to avoid discussing the topic at hand, the overabundance of guns in this country. And of course, CPAC wouldn't be CPAC without an appearance by the loathsome CEO and Executive Vice President of the NRA, Wayne Lapierre. Listen to this absolute nonsense.
1: And there is no greater personal individual freedom than the right to keep and bear arms, the right to protect yourself, and the right to survive. It's not bestowed by man, but granted by God to all Americans as our American birthright.
3: What in the holy hell? Your right to own a gun comes from God? And I don't care if you call yourself the most Christiany Christian on the planet. You have to know that's idiocy, right? You do know our Constitution was written by men and not your God, right? It was written on paper, not tablets of stone. And by the way, I never knew how technologically advanced Moses was. Yeah, he was the first guy who downloaded data from the cloud to his tablet. And when Moses came down from Mount Sinai carrying the tablets, he told the townspeople, I just finished speaking with God, to which the townspeople shouted, no way, to which Moses replied, Yahweh, And then Moses said, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is I've gotten them down to 10. Bad news is adultery is still one of them. And did you know that Moses had a motorcycle? It literally says so in the Bible. Quote, and lo, the roar of Moses' triumph was heard throughout Israel. And you remember when Moses went to Mount Olive? Popeye was furious, and I remember when I got my first, when I first got my driver's license, my dad said, if you bring your grades up, study your Bible, and get your hair cut, then we'll talk about you driving the car. After six weeks, I had done everything except get my hair cut. My dad said he was disappointed. So I told him, Dad, I've been reading my Bible and I noticed that Samson had long hair, John the Baptist had long hair, Moses had long hair, and there's even strong evidence that Jesus had long hair. And my dad said, yeah, but did you also notice that they all walked everywhere they went? I got a haircut. And you know why it took Moses 40 years to cross the desert? He was paid by the hour. And finally, do you know what a constipated Moses said while sitting on the throne? Let my fecal go. Yes, The Constitution is essentially an agreement on how our government would be run, written by men, wise in some ways, flawed and fallible in others. Your God had nothing to do with it. He didn't speak to the founders. And the only quote-unquote rights you have from your God is the right to live and hopefully die of natural causes, not from bullets from an AR-15 when you're in school. The only thing Wayne LaPierre understands less than the Constitution is the Bible. And to bottom line it, it was downright embarrassing watching LaPierre mansplain why owning guns is better than Viagra. And here's something else I learned. Apparently lesbians identify with the NRA too. Who knew? Yeah, they use inanimate object objects to compensate for their lack of a penis as well. And speaking of lesbians, my ex once asked me, what would you say if I told you I slept with your best friend? And I told her, I'd say you were a lesbian. Another lesbian friend of mine told me it had been so long since she had made love to another woman, she didn't know if she'd remember how. So I told her, don't worry, it's just like riding a dike." And you know what kind of chocolate lesbians hate? Any assortment that contains nuts. In fact, you know what their favorite ballet is? The Nutcracker. And did you hear what one lesbian vampire said to the other lesbian vampire? See you next month. Someone once asked me how I viewed lesbian relations. I told them, in high definition. And I once lived next door to two lesbians. They gave me a watch for my birthday. I thanked them, but I think they misunderstood when I told them, I want to watch. And you know what you get when you put 50 lesbians and 50 Republican legislators in the same room? 100 people who don't do dick. I mentioned earlier that the only thing Wayne LaPierre understands less than the Constitution is the Bible. And speaking of people who understand nothing about the Bible, there's always the orange sociopathic malignant narcissist himself. Anyone remember what he tweeted after the Parkland shooting? Quote, Very sad that the FBI missed all the many signals sent out by the Florida school shooter. This is not acceptable. They are spending too much time trying to prove Russia collusion with the Trump campaign there is no collusion. Get back to the basics and make us all proud, end quote. And of course, Donald Trump is an empty, shallow little man who, like most people who patronize today's right-wing propaganda hate media, mindlessly repeats their lies knowing their lies. And this statement was no different. Before he said it, Fox Noise did.
1: At least we know what our federal agents have been doing recently, why they were too busy to stop school shootings. They've been chasing down bad Facebook trolls. How many agents have been taken off the duty of investigating terror and domestic terror to follow these political dead ends?
3: Trump also heard this from one of his guests at his Studio 54 party at Marilardo, The most ill-informed and dishonest right-wing propaganda hate radio host in America, Wayne Allen Root. Listen to this gibberish.
1: This is the FBI that spends all their time, all their manpower and all their resources going after a failed Russian conspiracy that never existed. And they
3: should be going after bad guys. Bad guys. Pew, 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 pew. Now, do you realize there's nothing he just said that is true? The FBI is spending all their time, all their manpower, and all their resources going after a failed Russian conspiracy that never existed. Not one single word is the truth. Again, then and now, defenders of the Orange Trader emulate their dear leader and they only see the Russia invest investigation how it pertains to Trump himself, ignoring, if they even know, that the entire first half of the Mueller report was a smashing success and resulted in multiple indictments. As for the second half of the report, despite Trump's repeated claims that he was completely exonerated, he was not. And Robert Mueller's final report stated same, and Mueller testified under oath to same.
1: Director Mueller, the president has repeatedly claimed that your report found there was no obstruction and that it completely and totally exonerated him. But that is not what your report said, is it? Correct, that is not what
2: the report said.
1: And now reading from page two of volume two of your report that's on the screen, you wrote, quote, If we had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction of justice, we would so state. Based on the facts and the applicable legal standards, however, we are unable to reach that judgment, close quote. Now, does that say there was no obstruction? No. So the report did not conclude that he did not commit obstruction of justice.
2: That is correct.
1: And what about total exoneration? Did you actually totally exonerate the president? No. Now, in fact, your report expressly states that it does not exonerate the president. It does. And your investigation actually found, quote, multiple acts by the president that were capable of exerting undue influence over law enforcement investigations, including the Russian interference and obstruction investigations. Is that correct? Correct. In fact you were talking about incidents, quote, in which the president sought to use his official power outside of usual channels, unquote, to exert undue influence over your investigations. Is that right? That's correct. Now, am I correct that on page 7 of volume 2 of your report, you wrote, quote, the president became aware that his own conduct was being investigated in an obstruction of justice inquiry. At that point, the president engaged in a second phase of conduct, Involving public attacks on the investigation, non public efforts to control it, and efforts in both public and private to encourage witnesses not to cooperate with the investigation. Close quote. So President Trump's efforts to exert undue influence over your investigation intensified after the president became aware that he personally was being investigated? Which is it correct that if you had concluded that the president committed the crime of obstruction, you could not publicly state that in your report or here today? Yes. But under DOJ, under Department of Justice Policy, the president could be prosecuted for obstruction of justice crimes after he leaves offices, correct? True. Did the president refuse a request to be interviewed by you and your team? Yes. And is it true that you tried for more than a year to secure an interview with the president? Yes. And is it true that you and your team advised the president's lawyer that, quote, an interview with the president is vital to our investigation? Close Yes. Quote? yes. And is it true that you also, st- quote, stated that it is in the interest of the presidency and the public for an interview to take place? Close quote. Yes. But the president still refused to sit for an interview by you or your team? True. And did you also ask him to provide written answers to questions On the 10 possible episodes of obstruction of justice crimes involving him? Yes.
3: And why do you think Trump refused to sit for an interview with Mueller? Or at least why his lawyers may not have allowed him to be interviewed? Maybe because they knew, like all we real world dwellers knew and know, that Trump was and still is incapable of telling the truth and would have set himself up for multiple perjury charges. Now, you just heard about all Trump's at least 10 attempts to obstruct the Russia investigation. Answer this question honestly. Why would you try multiple times to obstruct an investigation into your potential contacts and connivance with Russia if you were innocent and had no untoward contact with Russia? Answer, you wouldn't. But back to Trump's dishonest tweet and his media's willingness to repeat his lies. First, let's just start with the obvious. Agents in the FBI field office in Miami had nothing to do with the FBI counterintelligence agents focused on the Russian probe. The FBI has 35,000 employees. Not every single one of them was involved in the Russia investigation. In fact, just a tiny fraction of them were. Unlike somebody who reeks of hairspray, KFC, and Cheetos, the FBI is more than capable of multitasking. I mean, even you brain-dead Trumpers should know the FBI is more than capable of working on many cases simultaneously. That's what they do. And only in Trump world would Trump's complete and embarrassing ignorance of the government he's supposed to be in charge of not be the worst part of a tweet. It was this part that showed how truly evil and bereft of humanity this empty con man and liar truly is. Quote, they are spending too much time trying to prove Russia collusion with the Trump campaign. End quote folks, I used to think there had to be a bottom to the Trump barrel. I was wrong. We have learned that there are no depths whatsoever to which this orange cockroach is not willing to sink to try and protect, promote himself and himself alone. As always, he had to take a tragic shooting and make it all about himself. Seventeen people were murdered, and Trump's reaction is, how can I exploit these deaths to benefit me? I know, I'll use it to proclaim my innocence in an investigation I am trying ten ways from Sunday to obstruct. You know, as innocent people do. Donald Trump took these dead kids' bodies and used them as a battering ram to trash an investigation into himself there is absolutely no limit to this degenerate reprobate's depravity, and he is genetically incapable of empathy or compassion. And I said this at the time when I covered this shooting and Trump's sick response. When you have a president this morally depraved and as unsuitable for office as Trump went on to prove he was, and he exploits the horrific deaths of innocent children and inserts himself and places himself above their deaths? I said that was the time for all American patriots to stand up and end this sickness, this disease, while they still could, before it got to the point of no return. And they didn't. And Trump continued as president, and we saw what happened when he was mercifully booted out of the White House and sent back into his retirement home at Marilardo. 221-7283 is our call and number here oh. station, folks. If you want to talk, that's 702-221-SAVE. We got probably, what, 15 minutes or so to take calls? Hey, take advantage of it. It doesn't always come this often. Yesterday, we heard one sound clip from Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel after the Parkland, Florida, shooting at the Marjory Stoneman Douglas High School. I want you to hear it again, plus something else. The sheriff said, but at the end of the day, the rights of our children must be first and foremost.
2: We need to protect our kids. Our kids go to uh, places like schools and libraries with book bags and pencils. And we need to do what's in the best interest of our children.
0: And
3: lawmakers got to change the way they do things. The same old, same old just ain't working. We need less guns in America, not more guns in America. You know, I, I feel strongly about that. And uh, everybody has their opinion, but yeah. but I have mine. And I don't know how many people with their opinions went into a school
2: yesterday and. Saw seventeen dead oh. people.
3: We do need to have some gun control reform. Eighteen year olds should never have a rifle.
0: An eighteen year old kid should not have a rifle. Eighteen year old kid, they're they're not adults yet. They're going, they're in high school. These kids should not have a rifle. Bump stocks should be illegal. They should be outlawed forever. Automatic rifles should be outlawed forever. And anybody who says different,
3: I don't know about other people, but Emma and I, we're calling BS on that. So. Preach it, Sheriff Scott. And like I asked yesterday, so how about a QOP? You're going to back the blue now? Of course you're not. This Sheriff Israel wants to take your guns. Yesterday we heard from one gentleman by the name of Mark Braden, whose wife was a teacher, on the asinine premise of arming the teachers. Today we hear from Greg Pittman, who was and is a teacher at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School.
0: As a teacher, we're used to making split-second decisions. The lesson's not going well. We need to modify it. We need to change something. I don't want to have to take a split-second decision to decide, are you a threat to my class as a student? Do I need to shoot you? What if I make a mistake and I shoot and kill a student by accident? Um, I act on what I think is correct and it's incorrect. Um, I am not trained to be SWAT. I'm not trained to be the police. I'm not trained to be um, Army. I'm trained to be a teacher. I want to
2: teach.
3: Absolutely. And I'm curious, is there anyone listening today or who listened yesterday? I was really good then. Given what you heard from Mark Braden yesterday on behalf of his teacher wife, Given what you just heard from teacher Greg Pittman, is there anyone who believes they can make the argument for arming teachers? If so, I'd like to hear it. Two two one seven two eight three is the number you need to dial. That's area code 702-221-SAVE. To the phones we head with vigor. Who's first, Justin?
1: Carl, Carl, Carl.
3: Got to admit, Justin, I do a pretty fair Trump dance. I mean, the bar's kind of low. There's no, you know, nothing to be proud of. Anyhow, two two one seven two eight three 7283 is the number. Carl, you're first. Thanks for calling.
2: Yeah, Doug. Hi, how are you? Doing? Hi, good. How are yeah, you? Listen, good. You, you were just talking about uh, La Pierre. You forgot a couple little things. Number one, the NRA is in a bankruptcy uh, position. Number two, Wayne LaPierre used the dues that all the poor people who belong to the NRA sent them for his organization. Went to Beverly Hills, bought, a, you know, I don't know if you remember this $150,000 worth of clothes for himself, spent money on other things. Oh, yeah. And went through a lot of the dues that they were sent for the NRA. That's the kind of, uh, person.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember all of that. I just I just didn't want to go full verse and chapter on everything wrong. I mean, I could have mentioned the time they uh they laundered money from Russia and gave it to campaigns. I didn't do that either. But it's all yeah. part and parcel of the NRA, you're right.
2: But uh the the, the NRA the whole organization is in, still in a bankruptcy position and and they completely waste the money that are dues. These idiots send dues. In, uh and it's going to the uh, use of the heads of the company. Yeah. You know. Yep. It's ridiculous. Well, anyway, I just want to let people know what they're dealing with if they belong to the wonderful NRA.
3: <laughs> and I'm sure they're grateful you did, Carl.
2: Okay. <laughs> hey, I
3: appreciate you calling, buddy. Take care. Take care. 221-7283 is our call number here at the station, folks. If you want to chat, this is your chance. That's 221 221- S A V E or save Now let's go to Sarah you're next thanks for calling
4: Oh hey Doug I was calling I'm calling from Texas you know I live in Midland Odessa I was here for the um shooting the the mass shooting here one of my friends unfortunately her brother was murdered in it and I remember um almost everyone I mean most of the population around here have guns in their car or guns even even on them, and I remember a lot of the bystanders as as they were being shot at from the road, from the main artery in Odessa, at, through the at, through stores. They they had guns, but they didn't know where to shoot because this guy had an AR-15, and they couldn't even tell where the bullets were coming from. Yep. You know, so arming arming somebody isn't isn't going to help. And, and even in Uvalde, we had all those officers, some of them with. AR-15s or most of them, and, and they couldn't even disarm that one guy with an, an 18-year-old with a, with an AR-15 for over an hour. So I, know. I don't know how they expect teachers to, to to do this. I don't understand how they think that will help.
3: Well, I mean, far be it from me to be overly critical, but I think a big factor in why they, they will chant this arm the teacher's mantra is because they're just flat out stupid.
4: Yeah, I mean, and that's why I think there's a cover-up in the investigation in Uvalde, because it just unmasked their whole argument that more guns um, will stop other guns. It, it, it just it's Uvalde is just proof it doesn't.
3: Yeah. Well, like I said yesterday, we've heard stories of cops and SWAT teams that won't rush a building when there's a shooting situation going on. Mm-hmm. But the teacher inside the school is going to what? Go running down the hall firing guns in each hand? I mean, it's, it is so stupid— Like Shannon Watts said yesterday, it's so stupid, you can't even believe we're having this discussion. Yep. Yep. But we are. We are. (laughs) Because on, on the other side, the other side will come up with whatever they can to combat what they've been brainwashed into believing that we liberals are coming for all their guns. So comparison, if a few teachers get shot, well, that's just collateral damage so they can keep their guns. I mean, they'll resort to anything because they think we're coming for all their guns.
4: I don't think they really think that. Well... I don't. I just think that it's just become an argument as to why we can't limit guns. They really want their AR-15 here in Texas because evidently they need, they, they do, they use it to shoot animals and they, they, I guess they're not very good shots or they don't want to make it a sport. But I mean, they, I don't, I don't, they know, they know in Texas we're not, we're not going to get their guns. They know it. It's just, it's just stupid arguments that they spout off because, There's no common they have no common sense and they can't defend why our children are getting massacred in schools. They can't defend it. And, you know,
3: you bring up such a great point when you say you think they actually know. It's just an argument they use. I've said for the longest time that most of the people I believe who support Donald Trump know he's everything that you and I know he is. They Mm -hmm. just don't care because they're just as bad as he is or because he hates the same people they do. Mm-hmm. But I think they yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, how could they not know. know what a low life he is?
4: They know. They know. They know the truth, but they're just used to speaking lies because it's become, it's become so commonplace in the, in the, um, in the Fox News and all the other right wing news outlets. They just, they want to just say whatever they want to say. Kellyanne Conway, alternative facts. And they, they yeah. just, you know, it's almost, it's almost, it's just I don't I don't even argue with them anymore because it's just or, t- or try to speak to them anymore because how do you speak to someone who responds with 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 just lies? I mean, you, it's like talking to a wall.
3: I know it, it's tough, and, and I'll tell you, Trumpism has led to the breakup of many friendships, marriages. Mm-hmm. I mean, you name it, because like you said, how do you deal with someone that's that? That far down into the rabbit hole when you're not
4: you can I mean that's why i I listen to you from Texas. there aren't that many, especially midland i can't I can't hear normal voices sometimes. I have to tune you tune tune you in to just remember to remind myself that maybe I'm right and they're wrong,
3: yeah, well, you know what I always say, and I've said this for years, the reason we liberals know we're on the right side of an issue take any issue at all health care guns, any issue at all. You will find many Republicans who take the liberal viewpoint. You won't find hardly any, if any at all, liberals who take the Republican side. That's how we know we're that's, right.
4: That's very smart. Yeah. That's that's a good point.
3: Yeah. Hey I appreciate you calling Sarah all the way from Texas. Thanks, you take care. Have a good evening. Hey, you Bye-bye. do the same. Have a good weekend. 221-7283 is a call-in number here at the station. If you want to chat, that's 702-221-SAVE. I mentioned Nikki Haley after the, the Republican debate. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, both today and yesterday, I was asked after Monday's show why I was gushing over Nikki Haley. First, I don't think gushing is the right word. Now, Martha McCallum, her, I was gushing over. But Nikki Haley, no. And here's the deal. I think it should be obvious by now that the very last thing I want is for a Republican to become president. But if we have to have one, I want a Republican who won't feel beholden to and under the thumb of the orange hairball of hate and fear himself, Donald Trump. And given Nikki Haley's responses in the debate, it didn't seem like Haley would give two shiskies what Forrest Trump said to her. Now, she did raise her hand when the candidates were asked if they would still support Trump if he were to be convicted of crimes. And for me, that is both unforgivable and disqualifying. But hey, Donald Trump said unforgivable and disqualifying things every day throughout his 2016 campaign. And that certainly didn't stop him from becoming president in the rigged 2016 election. So of the two... Trump and Haley all take Nikki Haley any day of the week, especially, especially if we have to endure a Republican president for four friggin' years. As for why I don't think she'd give two shishkies what Trump thought, listen for yourself and you tell me.
0: No one is telling the American people the truth. The truth is that Biden didn't do this to us. Our Republicans did this to us, too. When they passed that $2.2 trillion COVID stimulus bill, they left us with 90 million people on Medicaid, 42 million people on food stamps. You have Ron DeSantis, you've got Tim Scott, you've got Mike Pence. They all voted to raise the debt. And Donald Trump added $8 trillion to our debt. And so at the end of the day, you look at the 20 2024 budget. Republicans asked for $7.4 billion in earmarks. Democrats asked for $2.8 billion. So you tell me who are the big spenders. I think it's time for an accountant in the White House. But what they will tell you is that it is time for a new generational conservative leader. We have to look at the fa- want a rematch between trump and biden and we have to face the fact that trump is the most disliked politician in america we can't win a general election that way
3: now i ask you does that sound like someone who gives two crap olas what donald friggin trump thinks or someone who would bend to his every whim and whine it didn't to me but again, Haley raised her hand when she when was when she was asked if she would still support Trump if he were convicted of crimes. That left me scratching more than my head. Maybe I just need a shower. Two two one seven two eight three is our call number here at the station, folks. You don't have a lot of time to talk if talk is what you want to do, and I don't get it. I get messages every day. I got one from Richie. Take phone calls earlier, so you can get more phone calls in well, yeah, richie that's I don't mind doing that if there's phone calls to take. You said you were going to call or that you called yesterday, but it it didn't get answered, and I said that's probably because it was at the end of the show when the music was playing. The music ain't playing now. <laughs> call in two two one seven two, eight, three is the number. I got a few things I didn't get to in my gun dissertation yesterday. I told you what they've done both in Great Britain and Australia. I also mentioned Canada, Japan, and Israel. Let me tell you what they've done. Japan. Japan is a country of more than 127 million people, but it rarely sees more than 10 gun deaths a year. Why? Culture is one reason, but gun control is a major one. Are the Japanese people still allowed to own guns? Yes, just as they are in Great Britain, Australia, Canada, and Israel. However, here's the deal. If Japanese people want to own a gun, they must attend an all-day class, pass a written test, and achieve at least 95% accuracy during a shooting range test. Then they have to pass a mental health evaluation, which takes place at a hospital, then they have to pass a background check in which the government digs into their criminal record and interviews friends and families. And every three years, they must retake the class and the initial exam. Sounds ridiculous, right? Yeah, and so does their 10 gun deaths a year compared to our 30,000. And then there's Israel, a country whose government you would think would want every citizen to be armed because of the constant potential for violence. However, gun laws in Israel are comprehensive, despite soldiers being allowed to carry their service weapons on or off duty. Civilians must obtain a firearms license to lawfully acquire, possess, sell, or transfer firearms and ammunition. Prior to 2018, only a small group of people had been eligible for firearms licenses, certain retired military personnel, police officers, or prison guards. Residents of settlements in the West Bank are those who often work in such towns, and licensed hunters and animal control officers. Age requirements vary. 21 for those who completed military service or civil service equivalent, 27 otherwise, and 45 for non-citizens. Firearm license applicants must have been a resident of Israel for at least three consecutive years, pass a background check, which includes criminal health and mental history, and here's the kicker. They must establish a genuine reason for possessing a firearm. This is in Israel! They have to establish a genuine reason for possessing a firearm and pass a weapons training course. And get this, around 40% of applications for firearms are rejected. I thought that was fascinating. They have to establish a genuine reason for possessing a firearm in Israel. And those holding firearms license must renew them and pass a shooting course every three years. Security guards must pass these tests to renew their license to carry firearms belonging to their employers. Applicants must demonstrate that they have a safe at their residence in which to keep their firearm. Permits are given only for personal use and holders for self-defense purposes may own only one handgun. If that's your reason you give the Israeli government for why you need a gun, you can own one handgun and purchase an annual supply of 50 cartridges. That's it. And that's Israel. Things are a little more dangerous over there. So I hear. Hey, folks, I hear the music. I want to tell you, it's been, uh, it's been, (laughs) it's been a splash. I thank you all for listening. I thank those of you who called, the very few of you who called. I appreciate it. I'm grateful. Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro is next. I'll be back tomorrow, and I'll tell you what. We'll do this, whatever it is we do, all over again tomorrow, hopefully with you. Until then, take care.